Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I am your host, Kim Smith, and we are on episode 135, The Seasons of Friendship. For those of you who listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you usually hear me kick into this podcast with just a strong level of enthusiasm. And I probably would have again this week as we talk about the seasons of friendship, something that is very dear to my heart and a story from the lives of Jonathan and David that is especially dear to my heart. But I'm in such a moment of reflection and I felt like it was the time to hit start on this podcast. I'm in some ways slightly at a loss for words just at what God has been working out in my heart even in the last few minutes. Friendships. Friendships. Um, they have such a significant place in our lives. And if they don't in yours, oh please, stay tuned in to this podcast. My pastor this morning was talking about the book of Ecclesiastes and, and talking about for whom do you toil and talking a lot about the importance of relationships and being intentional about relationships and making a difference in the lives of others. Friendships are one of the ways that God has allowed us to make a difference in the lives of others. Now that difference isn't always one that just warms your heart and, you know, just makes you think of cute teddy bears. Sometimes the friendships that we have are ones that fit more into the as iron sharpens iron category. As I have been mentally and emotionally preparing for today's podcast, I have thought about nearly every friendship that I have ever had in my life. And I'm sure just from these moments right now that God is probably going to take me through them all. As if I am watching little movie clips. My history of friendship has definitely had some ups and downs. As well as the story of Jonathan and David where they had a very tearful good goodbye. I've had some of those. I've had some people who have been in my life for a very short season. But it was a season that impacted me greatly. And then I've had people who have been in and out of my life repeatedly. And have also had significant impact. Our weekly assignment feature, I usually don't begin with that, but I'm going to talk about it right now. I want you to be thinking. I want you to ask God to open your eyes to the seasons of friendship in your life the seasons of friendship that are in your life currently, 
as well as the seasons of friendship that have led to where you are now and to who you are now. Because each person we encounter leaves a mark on us. Some marks are positive and point us to Christ. Some marks are challenging, but point us to Christ. Some marks are marks of love that point us to Christ. But you can't have a relationship of any meaning and it not affect who you are. God just flashed to mind an interaction that I had in my early 20s. One in which someone who was only a part of my life for a very short season and who had so many struggles of their own. But they challenged me. They challenged me to be more open with saying what I felt. And sitting here this very moment, that just seems, that seems amazing that I was ever in a place where somebody had to challenge me to do that, considering how open I so often am with how I feel about others. Again, looking at the seasons of friendship and how God has placed people in my life. for specific reasons and for specific times. But then also, very possibly, he's maybe not in certain times placed somebody in my life, but allowed me to make a choice to engage in a friendship that may not have been the best for me, but God has used that as well. Isn't it amazing how God's hand works? What put me into that very melancholy mood when we started this podcast was a song. Golly, I don't even know how old it is. It's old. Not like ancient, like old, old hymns. 1992. There you go. It's a song by an artist named Al Denson that many of you will not remember at all. But there were a couple of songs that he had on his CDs, I think it was at the time, that really impacted me. The other one was about forgiveness. And that's not what we're talking about today, but it does fall into the friendship category for sure. But this one is called The Extra Mile. And I was looking for another song on friendship, which represents a time in my life where I was in a much sturdier place and trying to make a connection with someone I care about. But I couldn't find that song for anything, and I think that was by God's hand. And he pointed me back and I started playing the song, The Extra Mile. The link is in the show notes. And I'm going to read the words 
as we begin to look at the friendship of Jonathan and David, their very tearful goodbye, and then just think about the friendship in, friendships we have in our life, but especially the ones I'm going to call the extra mile friendships, which Jonathan and David were definitely an extra mile kind of friendship. The words to the song are this. It may be a phone call late at night that wakes my heart and brings me to my knees. It could be the hurt that's in your eyes that shakes my soul from all complacency. But oh, I want you to know that I will be the one who prays for you. It may be the presence of your past that haunts your very will to just believe. It may seem the weight of all the world has crushed your dreams and laid them at your feet. But oh, I want you to know that I will be a friend to see you through. The second verse is, it may be the mention of your name that brings a smile into my busy day. It could be a place we've been before that echoes all the tender words you say, but oh, I want you to know that I've never had a friend like you. The chorus is, and I will walk the extra mile when the road ahead seems long. I will share those lonely silent nights that pass without a song, knowing that the darkness is but for a little while. For you, my friend, I will walk the extra mile. And the bridge is, and though the miles create a distance that keeps us worlds apart, there's a road you walk each day that travels through my heart. Touching words. Touching words and words that touched me deeply for many years. And I guess as I've seen my reaction in the last few minutes, words that still touch me. And in the midst of listening to that song, I listened to it a couple of times. I did an apology. I asked God that in one particular friendship that has gone by the wayside, that didn't end in a tearful goodbye, but yet ended. I ask God to work in the other person's heart. I ask him right now to heal their broken heart and bind up their wounds. From anything that I did that led to pain, but as well as the many many hurts they have endured. If this podcast accomplished nothing else, today, God used it to touch my heart. And I'm praying that God will use it to touch yours. We've been looking at David and his tumultuous relationship with King Saul, how King Saul hated him. I mean, he just flat despised him. He was so insecure and he was intent that David was out to take his throne. And then there was Jonathan. There was Jonathan, the tender hearted, 
son of King Saul, who instead of being insecure and seeing David as a threat, saw David through the eyes of love. He saw him as someone he was willing to die for. He saw him as someone he could trust. He invested in David. And it is obvious from today's tearful goodbye that the investment went both ways. To this point in the scriptures that we had read so far, which we had talked about Jonathan and David, it honestly to me appeared that Jonathan might be more invested in the relationship. And that sometimes happens. We have friendships where, you know, it's almost impossible to have one that's 2020. Um, that just doesn't happen. But, uh, you know, ones where one invests more, definitely in different seasons, because sometimes we have more to invest while the other person is going through a difficult time. But it should kind of balance itself out. As I have read and I've seen the words of Jonathan as he has spoken such kind words about David, I've just always been so touched because Jonathan, I mean, he was in line more than likely to be the next king of Israel from a human standpoint. When he wasn't worried about titles, he wasn't worried about the fact that he was the son of a king and David was a shepherd boy. He just saw David for who David really was. You know, it's been quite a while, but we talked about the verse that says that God is not like man that looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. I believe Jonathan looked at the heart. Jonathan looked at the heart of David and saw a heart that was connected to his have you ever just had kind of an instant connection with someone? Someone who you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they loved Christ? And there was a connection that the world cannot manufacture? Where you know you are sisters or brothers in Christ? And that there is a wavelength on which you can communicate that the world will never understand. That's what I see in Jonathan and David. And as we finish out 1 Samuel 20, we talked about last week, we talked about the fact that David thought that Saul was angry at him again and wanted to kill him. We talked about Jonathan. Jonathan believed the best. He believed the best in his father. He believed that his, his father would not dare hate David and want to kill him. He believed that his father would tell him if he had such malice toward David. And we talked about being very careful of those who have those tempers. We all know what it looks like. Saul was one of those. And poor Jonathan, 
his poor judgment of his father could have led not only to David's death, but to his own death. So Jonathan and David come up with this plot. David's going to go away, and he wants Jonathan, whenever Saul asks why David's not at the table, he wants Jonathan to tell Saul that he's gone away for a family occasion. And so the first night, Saul handles that pretty well. But the second night, it becomes very apparent even to Jonathan that David was correct and that Saul was out to get him. So we'll pick up in verse 28 where Jonathan is replying to Saul. Because Saul's saying, why hasn't the son of Jesse been here for the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan replied, David earnestly asked me if he could go to Bethlehem. He said, please let me go for we are having a family sacrifice. My brother demanded that I be there. So please let me get away to see my brothers. That's why he isn't at the king's table. Saul bulled with rage at Jonathan. And we talked about this part last week that I'm not going to read from the NLT because of the word that's used, but it shows the boiling rage. But needless to say, he, he called Jonathan a very, he called him stupid, and he called him stupid. Um, well, he, he aimed at his mother's lineage, let's put it that way. Um, he swore at him. Do you think I don't know what you have? You want him to be king in your place, shaming yourself and your mother? As long as that son of Jesse is alive, you'll never be king. Now you, now go and get him so I can kill him. But why should he be put to death? Jonathan asked his father, what has he done? Then Saul hurled his spear at Jonathan, intending to kill him. So at least Jonathan realized that his father was really determined to kill David. Jonathan left the table in fierce anger and refused to eat on that second day of the festival, for he was crushed by his father's shameful behavior toward David. And if you want to know more about that, that happened um, in last week's podcast, episode 134, you know, talking about the um, just anger and being very careful around those who you see that fierce anger in them because eventually it is going to blow. And Saul, Saul wasn't changing, sadly. It doesn't mean that we can't change. It means that Saul was not going to change. And poor Jonathan... He nearly lost his life, and David would have lost his as well. So they had set up this system that if Saul was really not mad at David, when Jonathan shot the arrow, David was going to know the, the, the answer was going to match. He, he was going to know whether he could safely come back or if he needed to run, 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 which is what the little boy was going to have to do after the arrow. So 35, the next morning, as agreed, Jonathan went out into the field and took a young boy with him to gather his arrows. Start running, he told the boy, so you can't, so you can find the arrows as I shoot them. So the boy ran and Jonathan shot an arrow on him. When the boy had almost reached the arrow, Jonathan shouted, the arrow is still ahead of you. Hurry, don't wait. So the boy quickly gathered up the arrows and ran back to his master. 
He, of course, suspected nothing. He didn't know that he was in the midst of a secret message that was being passed between Jonathan and David. Only Jonathan and David understood the signal. Then Jonathan gave his bow and arrows to the boy and told him to take them back to town. As soon as the boy was gone, David came out from where he was hiding near the stone pile. Then David bowed three times to Jonathan with his face to the ground. Both of them were in tears as they embraced each other and said goodbye, especially David. At last, Jonathan said to David, go in peace, for we have sworn loyalty to each other in the Lord's name. The Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. Then David left and Jonathan returned to the town. We're going to see in a couple more narratives, which are going to be quite a bit further down the road. We're going to see that David, who is the one who outlives Jonathan, truly, truly fulfilled his covenant to Jonathan to take care of him as well as his children forever. That extra mile kind of friendship. When have you had an extra mile kind of friendship? Is it one of those friendships that you still have in your life? Is it one that ended in a tearful goodbye? Maybe the person with whom you had that type of extra mile friendship has already gone home to be with Jesus. Maybe you are blessed to have that person in your life right now. And maybe you've spent 40 years being a part of each other's lives, each other's families. I have one of those extra mile kind of friendships. And I cannot, there are not enough words in the human language to be able to thank God for the impact that person and their family has on my life daily. Friendships come in every shape and size. Sometimes I have people who come across one of my social media feeds and they are friends of mine from various seasons of life. One came across the other day and it was a person that was barely in my life long enough to blink, but that had a deep impact for, the, for that time. As you've looked at the seasons of friendship in your life, How, how have they gone? If for those that ended, how did they end? Is there unresolved pain on your end? Possibly on the other person's end? 
I guess mainly what I'm asking is as you ask God to show you the seasons of friendship, I want you also to ask God to show you if there are any loose ends you need to tie up. Are there any I'm sorry's? Are there any I thank you? Is there anyone you need to forgive? I know you may think I'm messing in your business. Well, God's Holy Spirit, He has a way. He has a way of, of working that none of us will ever understand fully. But what I do know is that God, over the last couple of hours, had been weaving together some thoughts as well as feelings regarding friendship in my heart. And I have no doubt that he's challenging me personally but also challenging you through me. Might it be like I was challenged many years ago? Might it be that you need to open your mouth, open your heart, and invest in others beyond the surface level? Now you may automatically say, but I could get hurt. And the fact is you can. You can. The number of tears that I have cried regarding friendships, it's a lot. But God did not place us on this earth to live in seclusion. And that is from the introvert of introverts. I have to have my space. I have to have my time alone. That is part of my nature. But 24-7 alone is not healthy, even for someone as introverted as I am. God has blessed you. God has gifted you. And God wants you to invest in others. Does that investment mean that you may have to risk your heart? It does. And that's rough. Especially if you're someone who has been hurt very deeply and is yet to fully heal. And when I mean fully, there's a healing process that we can't imagine when we see Jesus and he wipes every tear from our eyes. But I'm meaning fully from a 
human on this earth kind of standpoint where you've still got parts of your heart that you've claimed as off limits even to God. Might today be a day that God starts knocking. He says, I need you to let me in. I need you to trust me with your hurt, with your pain. Because I want to heal you and I want to send you out to be my hands, feet, and heart in the lives of others. Might that be scary? Absolutely. But following Christ is not meant to be a safe adventure. You can't have safe an adventure. Like, those don't go together. The Christian life is one of risk. For many across this world, they risk their lives for the cause of Christ. Most people listening to me are not in that predicament at this time, but we may be. But the thoughts of risking our heart sometimes I think may even be more challenging. But there are people all across this world who need an extra mile kind of friend. They need someone that will walk the extra mile when the road ahead seems long. Will you be that kind of friend for another? You may say, well, I really don't have those kind of friends. Well, pray that God gives you one. How about you try praying that God will give you someone that you can be an extra mile kind of friend? Sometimes our human tendency is to pray for what we need or what we think we need. How about you pray for an opportunity to be an extra mile kind of friend? And just watch how God opens up the doors and open up, opens up your heart to make an impact in someone who needs a Jonathan in their life. Where would David have been without Jonathan? We do not know. But we do know that Jonathan was the one who reached out. Jonathan was the one that made the at least initial effort, and it appears made the majority of the effort. But we will see in future lessons that David definitely, he continued to walk the extra mile when Jonathan was not there to be able to do anything for him. David continued to hold on to that covenantal promise Who has been there for you and has gone the extra mile? Is there maybe someone you need to write a card to right now? Email to, Facebook message to, 
and say, you know, I know I've been tough to deal with at times, but thank you so much for sticking by me. What a difference that might make in their day. I know it'll make a difference in yours. As we close out this week, I want to remind you of a verse in Proverbs. Proverbs 18.24 There are friends who destroy each other. Friends being in quotation marks. There are friends who destroy each other. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Let me pray for us. Boy, God, you, you really threw me for a loop on this one. And you've been working in my heart, challenging me. There are friendships that, at least as far as I know, are in my past. That I want to keep in my past. But that does not mean that I cannot pray for the person that mattered so much to me. Dear God, I pray for each person that's within the sound of my voice. I pray that you would do a work in their hearts, similar to what you have done in mine. I pray, dear God, that you would open us up to the miracles that you want to perform in and through us, the healing that you want to provide not only for us, but in the lives of others as we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to be your conduit of love to another. Open up our spiritual eyes and ears to those around us who need a special touch, who need an extra mile kind of friend and give us the courage to reach out and to trust. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. Obviously, this has been a very personal one for me. Uh, next week's is going to be totally different because I've already looked at it because I'm on call. So I've already looked at it and may go ahead and record it very soon. So it'll be totally different theme. So I would love to hear from you. You can write me at encouragingothersinlovingjesus at gmail.com. Kind of interested to see what kind of comments I'm going to get after this week's uh, podcast. You can join our Facebook group, the Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus Facebook group. The information is in the show notes below. And as always, remember, it's a trust and obey kind of day.